Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 26B Brian Hart's Dead Rider. But you also don't write them in. So you actually, it's just Doty. You don't actually say the first K. It's just like Hody. You know, like you just got to drop it off, even though it's written there. It's very advanced uh, linguistical whatevers. And the way you're describing welcome it, so really back like to Scheme Powered Scoundrels. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. Roman, you don't want to get shouty. You, you, you got to, you got to. You got it. Welcome, welcome to Steam Powered. Damn it, Steam Powered Scoundrels, where we do everything on the first take. Hi, I'm your host Doug. With me today are three other gentlemen. Very, very nice, nice, gentlemanly gentlemen. And we're gonna go ahead and talk about the draft. Uh, this is be should be episode two. So you know, go listen to the first one so we can explain the rules. Dude, should I should I reread the rules? Because we got one of them wrong, by the way. You got your own rules wrong? Wow. Who, who was that I, fault? Who was that that's fault? how professional we are. I, apparently. Yep. Okay, all the people that screwed up were in the first one, so. Never mind, you guys are fine. Well, actually, no, Brian. Brian also screwed it up. I screwed it up? In the rules, it specifies that you can only Red Joker a non-dual faction master. Even though, I, I guess... It hey, being, no for, one called me out on it. I know, no one called anyone out on drafting Lucius or Zoraida, so you're fine. Also, I mean, McCabe's technically dual faction, but also you don't have his other half, so... that really I didn't. would also argue that, that under... Under the established draft rules, he is not actually a dual faction master because the explorers did not exist. They for do the exist. Sake. You can you can declare for, him as as explorer. for the sake of this draft. <laughs> they did not exist. Thus, ah. McCabe is not a dual faction master. Had we could, if we were able to draft out of the explorers, yes, that would have been an illegal draft pick. But the Explorers were not allowed, thus McCabe is not an Explorer's Master. He is solely Ten Thunders, single Master, not dual faction. I broke no rules. I am perfect. The Brian doth protest too much, methinks. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have, you, have you heard me talk before? Of course. I try not to. There it is. How? <laughs> yeah. Ow, let's not pick on the guy that we got from that other podcast. Oh, okay. it's some internet brotherly he's, love. He's gonna, he's gonna go over to his podcast, and he's gonna say mean things like Doug's really salty and opinionated. I mean, if the shoe fits, am I right? I'm hey! Not, hey! I'm not wearing shoes. Oh, I need that, the, 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 bum, 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 song. I should have prepped that on my phone. Yeah. Damn. No. We hold the editing power here. Unless Nate really, really, really wants to put that in. It ain't, it ain't happening, buddy. Nate, I'll give you $5 if you put that in for me. Ah, uh, I mean, that's five bucks. Go ahead, Nate. Haha, <laughs> the joke's on all of you. I ended up editing this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, quick recap. Just really quickly going over the rules. You really should listen to the first one to this person that's listening to this. It is a 10-round snake draft, which you are required to draft one model, uh, one master 
from each of the seven factions. We did not include explorers in this. You're also required to draft one set of upgrades and one set of versatiles from each faction. Once those are taken, you cannot take sorry, you cannot take one that has already been taken, which is, you know, standard draft rules with the wild card being the red joker pick which allows you to pick up a master that someone else has drafted as long as no one else has used the same mechanic to draft said master. More or less, everyone is going to get eight masters for their custom factions. So, let's go ahead and just get started then. The first one uh, for in this group that got to draft in round one is Nick Westbrook. So go ahead and tell us what you picked. Well, I had to go with Von Stuck because he's a beast and uh, I'm all about winning. So I, I got to get the Stuck. I think it's a construct, actually. Well, true. But nonetheless, he's mine. Actually, he's probably not a construct. I don't really think he has robot parts. Everyone else in the party, keyword is construct. Yeah. yeah. I learned something very recently. Leviticus is not a construct, and I believe I've been playing him as such since 3rd edition. <laughs> that is wrong. Yeah. He is, he's not a construct. Whoops. He's a living boy. I mean, I guess. He's and dead. that's boy B-O-I. I want to be very clear with that. He's dead inside, so does that really matter? Anyways, after Nick went me, and I picked Charles Hoffman because Nick took my first round pick. I was really hoping to get Von Stuck for this tactic I had, and it didn't turn out that way. And I can't be mad at him because he's the Nick Westbrook, possibly the greatest man alive. After me was Roman. And I went with Rezer Yamlo, uh, in part because Nate took my first pick, which was going to be the, the 10T Versatiles, because <laughs> they're so good, they're better than a master. I'm, well, are they? Yes. I don't, I don't know. 10 Thunders, they got some pretty terrible models in there. Whoo-wee, those Versatiles? No one ever brings those in their, their lists. Like... <laughs> When was the last time you saw a 10 Thunders list with, like, more than three versatile models? Come on. Like, never, right? I mean, to be quite honest, as far as strategy goes, as, as far as this draft went, my strategy opening was blown out of the water right away, because it was get 10T versatiles, get 10T yep. upgrades, <laughs> add good masters. <laughs> and, yep. th- and then eight 10 Thunders masters. Um, I don't really care about the rest of them at that point. I can just go right. Natsu and two Stealth Samurai and not care. In the game? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I went with Yon Lo because Rezzers are not my my chosen faction. I, I like them well enough, I just don't play them that often. But Yon is a Thundermaster, and he's stupid good. Mm-hmm. And I'm halfway decent with him, which means it's just a pain in the ass to get him off the table at all. So, went with him first. Makes sense. I was next, and I had a very similar strategy coming into this. Just pretty much generically pick things that are super strong, and then when you put them together, they become better. Super so strongest. I, I assumed I wasn't going to be able to get uh, 10 Thunders Versatiles or Upgrades round one, so I didn't even bother factoring that in. But I remember in the Schemes and Stones draft, I did Summoner's are already really good, and they go really fast. So I was like, well, I'll take Karai, because I'm learning to play her currently, and she seems uh, like criminally underplayed, at least in the areas I play in. 
So I was like, you know what? Cry. She's really good. We'll take her. And once you have a summoner, you can basically put anything with her. And like, I'll just summon what I need because her summons are like stupid good. And I'll have a fine, fine rest of the draft. Sounds strategy. After that was Bayuzorida from DZ. Eli took the 10 Thunder upgrades. So (laughs) 10 Thunder Verstrals and 10 Thunder upgrades go round one. And they brought this up in the other recording, but I think those ended up being more important than they normally would be just because you would not be able to pick them up using the Red Joker like you could a master you really wanted. Yeah. But still, they went that quickly, even with that rule. I don't know if they would be round one if we did this again, but like disregarded the Red Joker thing, but I still Mm -hmm. think they'd be round two or round three. The upgrades (laughs) I can see going right away. Just because, like, they're so incredibly good and versatile. Like, the upgrades on their own shut down most... Or, like, they, and I shouldn't say shut down. They they provide so much counterplay and flexibility with whatever you're doing. Like, any master, and you put those upgrades with their keyword, is gonna be good. Fair. So, I would, I would guess the upgrades would have been the first first round pick. If we couldn't, like, if the Red Joe, if it was different. Yeah. After that, Eli went first in round two. He picked up Guild Lucius. Then it was back to DZ, who picked up Arcanist Hoffman. Brian? Um, I went Lady J out of Guild, because I wanted to get my Guild pick out of the way as fast as possible. Probably should have taken Dashiell, but I already had a Summoner, so I figured let someone else pick up the Summoners. And Lady J... I kind of figured, at least thematically, it would be kind of funny to have Lady J in a cry crew, because it's <laughs> like the the anti-resers like, build with the Rezzer Summoner, one of the Rezzer Summoners. I just thought that was kind of funny. And Lady Justice gives you access to a, bo- a lot of like counter-tech stuff, just if you're building a faction, so it opens up a bunch of doors for your anti-summon tech that you can always tax in for fairly cheap. I actually thought that that was your strategy, that you were going to pick up, like, all the summoners and then grab Lady Justice so that no one had access to the jury. I did kind of debate that originally. I'm like, nah, that requires too much work to, like, pay attention to, and I'm a lazy boy. So, nah. Okay. Roman? Uh, For my second pick, I went with Lucas McCabe, because since my... Mm-hmm. Initial idea of 10T versatiles, 10T upgrades, and add good stuff was done. I obviously jumped to movie reference characters, so I had my low pan. Gotta get my Indiana Jones after that. But no, really, I I just really like Lucas's crew. Uh, I am maybe slightly more practiced with Misaki and Thunders, but McCabe is, is so versatile in what he does that as far as this faction goes, like, Oh no, I need to be able to ignore armor. Alright, let's second master in McCabe and throw some swords everywhere. Done. <laughs> Meanwhile, all his his while his keyword is small, until we're getting the other half, presumably, from explorers. Oh no, like they're all really good as far as everything above five stones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything and even but the ruffians. Well, even even the ruffians, like they're not bad. They're just not as good as what you get for one stone more. They're, just, the, uh, they're just not ten the thunders good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
next was me, and I was just genuinely super surprised that this master did not get picked until it got around to me, so I had to go with it. I grabbed Leviticus, as all of y'all know. Kind of thematic, like, you know my theme if you listened to the first one, which you should have, and I was actually going to go for, like, an all-constructs faction, which already had, like, a wrench thrown in because Nick took Von Stuck. <laughs> but there's only two, like, construct masters from Outcasts, and I was assuming I was going to have to pick up Von Schill, which isn't that bad, but I would just assume Leviticus was going to go before that, and he wasn't. So I was like, okay, I'll take Leviticus as my sword to Hoffman's shield, and it'll be a good start to whatever this faction ends up being. And after that was Nick, round two. Yeah, so my pick in round two was, uh, uh, I was targeting Arcanist for my second round pick. I had most of the options available. Although Sandeep was a viable option, I had just been Bryce wrecked by a Colette crew. So I wanted to harness the power of Colette. So I decided to choose her in round two. I've been there. Colette's super good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. And if I can utilize the other uh, keywords with her and her shenanigans, I think some uh, really fancy stuff can happen. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. I actually had a question on that because Colette's my girl and I'd been, I'd been noodling over like, when do I pick her? And if I pick her and I, I wanted to know, Nick, as far as your pick on her, how much did her access to her keyword beyond just herself matter to you for this? It was primarily her keyword her keyword in keyword models. I mean, the upgrades are fantastic and those played a huge impact, uh, the Arcanist uh, upgrades, but the, her, I think her keyword models are just fantastic. Uh, so much access to uh, Don't Mind Me, teleporting things around, shoving doves in your face and exploding them. It's just a lot of decisions that you can impose on your opponent and uh, wait for them to make the, the wrong decision or open up an opportune time for you to uh select how you're going to win the game or score your points. Cool. Good good layout. Okay. After Collat was back to Nate with Ten Thunders Yanlo and then Dashel, the top of round three, and then back to Nick. Yeah, so my round three, I was actually looking at Dashel pretty hard as well, and uh, Nate snatched that real quick. So uh, with my first two choices, I figured my third one uh, should be another faction that I don't play a whole lot and which would be Neverborn and Zareda just has so many options and is so versatile to do so many different things. I had to snatch her up while, while she was still on the table for uh, uh, Neverborn. So my third round pick was Zareda, Neverborn. Yeah, it's definitely a case of this is, is going to be good regardless, so just grab it. I had th- the least amount of shits to give about Neverborn. Because none of them really use constructs all that much. Um, so yeah, they, they and I think the guild were the two factions where people were worried they were going to get seated with garbage. Because they have mm-hmm. some good masters, but they have some very not as well. So I think those were the two ones that really went pretty early on. Outside of, I think round one was just a scramble for, I guess... Yeah, Rezzers 2 as well, just because round 1 was 3 Rezzer Masters. But at this point in time, I was afraid that I was not going to get a Versatiles or an Upgrades that I that I wanted. 
So I decided to bite on that. And despite the probably smart play of grabbing Arcanist's versatiles, which are just all constructs except for some Explodey Boys, which no one really takes, I don't think. So I decided to pick either versatiles or upgrades. I figured versatiles was more important. So I grabbed Neverborn instead of Arcanist because I wanted to play around with Hinamatsu and Vasilisa. Mm-hmm. Um, Hinamatsu being someone who's just going to love all the fun stuff Hoffman can throw at her, and Vasilisa because I can provide all the scrap she wants to make uh, make puppets, and then I can then I'm technically I can have uh, stitched in my faction as well, which is great. Yeah, that's oh. that's cool. Also, also, would, Brian, how great would it be to have? How great would it be to have Serena Bowman with Leviticus? I mean, I arguably acceptable i don't know it seems it seems strictly all right not great but you know marginally beneficial to you i suppose <laughs> so yeah grab the neverborn versatiles completely forgot that also comes with the doppelganger and mimics a thing yeah seems all right yeah overall i think a pretty good pick at that point in time roman i think this started the versatiles exodus Yep. Yes, and essentially my thought process was, okay, I have two really good masters, two really good keywords. I could honestly just be pretty comfortable running them for however many games together. I need a good set of versatiles to really drive this home. And while I love my uh, Arcanist versatiles, they are very good, but they I didn't see them interacting to the best of their ability with the crews that I had so far or the crews I was planning on picking up given my, my wish listing. So I went with what is probably my uh, third favorite set of versatiles after the Neverborn and the well, fourth after Neverborn and Tenti and Arcanists, <laughs> uh, which is the Outcasts. Really? And, yeah, no, I, I actually really like the Outcast Versatiles, and I'm also one of the strange people who really likes the Donkey. Like, Donkey Emissary is one of my favorites. Well, just, as in, like, the physical model, or what the model does? Yes. Ah, interesting. He, he is both adorable, understated, in that I have a, a tinker on a donkey, nobody's gonna look at him and go, oh yeah, he's super impressive. No, he's not going to kill everything you put in front of him, but he's going to get me two points every game I put him on the table. That's fair. He is a very good model. I, uh, as the resident outcast guy, he is one of the the few outcast versatile models I'll ever consider actually playing. Him and Hans, for the most part. I and was I was pretty much looking at him for the heals, the the upgrades. I just ended up with a lot of upgrades. I noticed. Oh well, that's <laughs> not a bad good. Thing. Yeah, they are. Him and Hans, the stalker for potentially other scheming, if I didn't think that uh, I was going to get that from McCabe's crew. Right. And, of course, Prospectors, because I'm an Arcanist at heart. I need a way to make more stone. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've never, I've I've always struggled to find a place in lists for Prospectors. I'm like, ah, oh, they can generate me some stones and do some, like, schemey stuff. Or I could just take, like, something else that also schemes, but also can kill things. And then I'll take that instead. So, I don't know. I've, I've struggled to, like, find a reason to bring the Prospector when I can take, like, I don't know, Sue 
in my Parker crew instead. Why not the Midnight Stalker, though? I'm surprised you don't like that. Uh, he died in in my experience. He dies super easily. Really? And even with even with the Eternal Demise, I've like it's like oh, you looked at him and your like six stone model proc heart his Eternal Demise in a single activation because defense five on an eight stone model is like not the the best. I don't know. I've had some very swingy experiences with him, He's- so I'm, I'm biased. Also, not the leap I. I struggle to get that leap to go off, shockingly enough. Huh. And I, like, can't justify having to cheat a red joker to get a leap in on turn one, two, or three. Unless it's, like, gonna win me the game. And that's normally, it's like, ah, I can do that, and then not have a red joker anymore. <sighs> of course, you're the guy complaining when you have three red jokers in hand. Well, in well normally it's like, I don't, <laughs> well, like, I don't use it turn one. The, the, the underlying point is, like, I don't see that mask I need okay. for some reason okay. as soon as I need masks. If I don't need masks, then I'll only ever draw masks. He's not worth the uh, upgrade that makes him, like, invincible. <laughs> At becoming ten stones? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because, like... I like- Hard to kill on an Eternal Demise model requiring at least four attacks to hit to kill him a turn. Yeah, I mean, that's really good. It is ten, though, but... Yeah, like, it becomes ten stones, and at that point, unless he's scoring at least three points, maybe even four, I'm not quite sure if he's good enough as a ten stone model. Okay, alright. Up to you. Alright, we're up to you, actually. You can keep talking Yeah. So, seeing the run on versatiles, and seeing that I don't know how Rezzer's versatiles are still on the table, I took them. Because you get a dead rider, who is much like the Ten Thunders versatiles, like, he in him, like, he on his own is on par with, like, most masters in the game. And basically, you just put the dead rider in any crew, or any keyword in the game, and you'll win. And I guess you, if you want to bring in Sloth, or the other versatiles who I don't know their names in Brothers because they never see play because you have a dead rider. Just Emiss- bring the dead rider and watch your opponent quit. Emissary and... Uh, oh, the Emissary is not bad, also. Miles. Yeah. Also, uh, God, Lady uh, Justice. Yeah. Sorry. Also, it's kind of funny to see Lady Justice get Ride With Me up by the Pale Rider, and then you have Lady Justice in your face right away. Which dead, seems good. Dead right and then I'll set up some of my later picks where it's like, what goes well with the dead rider? Oh, this beat in your face, master. Okay, take them. So from there on, it was just picking things that seem to synergize well with the dead rider. Okay. One. How many versatiles went? Four. So we had, we had two left. I'm actually surprised. Anyways, uh, DZ took Titania. Eli grabbed Dreamer. Dreamer went at the end of round three, which is very surprising. I was really considering grabbing Dreamer as my round three pick, but (laughs) then I remembered, wait, I can Red Joker him later, and I can't do that to the Versatiles, so better grab those first. Yeah, fair. And I kind of think that was one of the common ones, where everyone's like, well, I don't need to spend my actual pick on the super good stuff, because I can always Red Joker it later. So there's no need to waste a pick now to get it. Did anyone, like, 
get their red joker scooped their red joker picked scooped by someone else nope. i didn't i didn't ask this question last time yeah i did oh you uh, did I, I wanted mccabe mccabe is so good and he oh, got picked yeah. so early and uh and i was thinking okay i'll use my red joker later uh in the rounds and then good old brian schemes used his in round seven how could you do that to nick westbrook uh, I mean, McCabe's really good, and I gotta operate on the good things go go gooder with good things. So, like, you get, you get a dead rider with McCabe now, well, and like, it's huge. Woohoo! You're gonna win. Yeah, that's like, a winning combination right there. Yeah, like it, it's like honestly, I I probably should have just taken Reserversitals round one and then let literally every one of my picks be dictated by what model what master goes with the dead rider what's what's the stick just the upgrades mccabe hands out oh no just like dead rider makes everything better it's another massive beat stick okay well you just made it sound like there was some sort of special combination between the rider and mccabe oh um, i don't know maybe i can can i ride with me mccabe no no but um, having two ride with me's in the same crew is, you know, yes, pretty that, good. Yeah. Then you take a good minion and you can pull them up with something like that. Like, no, Dead Rider's just generically good. And McCabe's generically good. And together they murder people. It's all you need in life to murder people, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top of round four, Eli comes around and grabs the Arcanist Versatiles, which I'm surprised they took so long to go. Followed with DZ grabbing the Arcanist upgrades, and this became the upgrades round. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> the only person not I, picking a versatile or an upgrade. Yeah, I I was the only one who didn't go the upgrade route. Probably a dumb mistake because I kind of got stuck with some less than optimal upgrades. But whatever, I took Nekama because like she she's a good master and never born. She opens you up to a bunch of really good minions that. Um, would look good with like McCabe magic swords or a dead rider pulling them along with you potentially. Um, so Nekama to keep with that, I'm going to beat people in the face idea. Oh, that's a good pick. Admittedly, you kind of, you, you ruined a cheeky strategy I was going to have because I'd actually Nekama's set construct. You can't do it. No. Yes. But again, there's nothing in, there's no construct like Hinamatsu. Yeah, which I, already, which I already grabbed, because they're not a part of any actual keyword. So at this point, I had a master from Neverborn that I didn't really care what I grabbed. And I had an idea for Nakima that would mix incredibly well with my next pick. But Roman, you're before that. So I went ahead and jumped on the upgrade train uh, and went with Rezzer upgrades. And again, Rezzers as a faction aren't really my focus. I just, the meta I play in has a good amount of Rezzer players in there already, and I don't want to be another one, essentially. want to see some variety and <laughs> cause them to see some variety. But I have had, and especially already having grabbed Yanlo's keyword for me, I have had too many Kaminu with Grave Spirits Touch to give them Regen 2 in my face to not enable that for my own faction here. Like, it is dumb. And I look forward to using it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Regen 2 and Terrifying on the Kaminu, on top of their hard-to-kill and armor, too. Like, it's it's dumb. But on top of that, hey, I also got one thing that if I could trade out 
one thing on any of the Arcanist upgrades in real life, it would be intuition from the Whisper. So now I have that. And I guess I'll find some cool things to do with Killer Instinct. There, it, It's interesting, but that seems to be more corpse-related, and I don't have a ton mm-hmm. of corpsey stuff because uh, I didn't go hard into Rezzers. But the other two more than make up for it. Okay. The like perfect pick for my strategy would have been Arcanist upgrades. Sad to see those go, but it was kind of expected. Uh, I, at that point, realized that... With two upgrades being gone, uh, I need to pick mine now. Otherwise, I would have been seated with something garbage, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a choice between Guild and Bayou at this point, because I think both of those are actually really good upgrades. Whoa, whoa, the, the Outcast is still on the table, and everyone knows Outcast <laughs> upgrades are the best in the <laughs> You can still do some cheeky stuff with that uh, hard to kill, but like we've had this conversation. I understand that, that Outcasts are just two-corner case. And the thing about, like, Guild and Bayou is that they would be much better upgrades with a different set of models you could apply them to. Right. <laughs> so, I grabbed Bayou because I feel that that gave me just slightly more options than the Guild ones did, even though, like, Leadline Coat is, is just good. Expert Marksman, would, or whatever the, the shooty one is, would kind of dictate some models I'd have to draft later on. I mean, if I grabbed guild upgrades, I would definitely would have grabbed Ironsides, just because that, you know, the upgrade that lets you ignore cover and friendly fire and concealing on gunsmiths is fucking nuts, because then they're in positive flips all the time. But I went with Bayou, because again, felt like I could cheese it more. 12 cups of coffee on anything hardy is great. Turning off zero, turning off bonus actions is a bitch. Two gremlins and a ghillie suit on, like, a guardian so I can toss height, uh, size three models would be nice. I think uh, really the best one would be, again, depending on what I got. It's, it's not bully, is it? What's the name of it? Like, bully's the, the ability it gives out. Mm-hmm. Scamper. Inferiority complex. Yep. Because of that upgrade, Bayou doesn't have expensive minions. But I can grab yeah. those. Sadly, I didn't get Nakima because inferior, inferiority complex on a mature Nephilim means if he's hitting anything nine stones or less, he's getting a free suit. That doesn't seem that good. Yeah, I guess it's it's, it's nothing. Anyways, yeah, that was that, I feel like that was a good pick with what I currently had. Nick, upgrade train. Yes, uh, it was sometime in this round that I uh, realized I was unable to use my Red Joker for upgrades or versatiles. Oh, um, <laughs> I may have had too many beers at the start of this, but I still had some options. So I decided to uh, go with what was left, and, and I thought Neverborn had the better upgrades as, uh, for what was available in Human Reflexes. And uh, what's the other one with Ill Omens? The... Uh, Ancient Pact. Ancient Pact. I think uh, I can get a lot of use out of that in in the other keywords I've already drafted thus far. So I felt that that was a, a viable pick. I was contemplating what to do versatile-wise, but uh, this was at the top of the snake draft, and I knew Nate already had uh, versatiles picked. So I went ahead and decided just to jump on the upgrades. Good pick. Did I, did I, were you going to grab Bayou or Rezzer if Roman and I didn't pick them? I really wanted Rezzer upgrades. Rezzer upgrades are fantastic. I like Bayou upgrades as well, but if the Arcanist ones were available, that was what I was going to lock up first. It's almost like they're good. 
Right. Almost. Almost Nate, as good as 10 Nate took yeah. the guild upgrades, which I think put it to Brian getting the, you know, worst pick of Outcast's upgrades at that point. So, it makes sorry. me not have to pick them, though. So yes. I'll just throw that at the end. Yep. Opened up other options down the line. Following up after the guild upgrades, Nate went into round five, picking Zip into Outcasts. And then Nick came back around. Yeah, so what was left on the versatile train was Guild and Bayou, I believe. Was that all that was left? Yeah, Bayou's were left. Yeah. Yep. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had to go with Guild because uh, Peacekeeper being obeyed around or a brutal emissary, Pale Rider, uh, I think had the better options than the Bayou versatile. So Plus I know Guild, so I was a little bit more comfortable with the pick. So it's an easy decision for me for guild versatiles to, to lock that up. Okay. Come back around to me, and this is kind of like a freebie, or as case of like, I need to get something from the Arcanists at this point, because I think they're going to go relatively quick. I was not correct on that. But since I don't have access to the versatiles, there's three options really I had with my strategy. One was Hoffman, but I got him from... Guild, so I was fine with that. One was uh, Mei Fang, but I was putting money on that. I'd be able to grab her out of Ten Thunders. I don't think she's that desirable of a Ten Thunders pick. And Sandeep was untaken by round five. That's kind of surprising, but hey, why don't we get him? He seems pretty good. People tend to like this guy. So I went and grabbed Sandeep, and I'm sure someone else was probably gunning for him at that point, so I hope I ruined someone's day. I mean, you ruined Tony's day. You made her cry. <laughs> I, and she seems more like a uh, violent retribution kind of person as opposed to a crier. So I'll, I'll yeah, no, she she would cry, and it would be tears of your blood. Yeah, yeah. I assume that's what he meant. Yeah. Yes. Give me, give me crap for attempting to play the game. <laughs> I don't know. I I was always led to believe Tony. There was one Arcanist master that was Tony, and apparently, like you decided to cheat on your entire faction. That is a that is a thousand percent lie because you played freaking Kyle Stones more than you played me. I don't think uh, have you, has he ever even picked up Ironsides. Uh not in tournament play. I don't think. Okay. But I know he's dabbled with her, but I don't think he has really played much of her. Normally, he likes to stick to, like, a three-mob <clears throat> action when he's, like, deep-diving into them. And he liked uh, Hoffman more. Because they, they somewhat fill the same role, or, like, the general play style yeah. between the keywords. Okay. And he liked Hoffman more. That makes sense. But yeah, grab Sandy, because if for some reason, like, I were to lose out on Mayfang, I would still get the metal and at the metal game and golem. I mean, he just has an absurdly big hiring pool due to these rules. So going to find something useful out of that. Roman. So you didn't actually ruin my day by picking Sandeep, but you made my, my decision for me this round. Cause I was thinking to myself, okay, we've seen a couple Arcanist picks. I'm again, comfortable with any Arcanist. They're my main main folks, and we had the Red Jokers available. But I was mostly being like, alright, Sandeep's probably going to be somebody that gets Red Jokered quickly when those start coming out. So I kind of wanted to grab him, 
But I was also going back and forth on my go-to picks for Neverborn. I was going to start with Dreamer. That was gone. Zareda, gone. Titania, gone. So, <laughs> went with Lucius because I already have a bunch of good minions. You know, it sounds fun telling them to minion around more and gaining more good minions with Lucius. So, went with that one. And Neverborn. Good pick. Also, uh, the the side grab there of getting a doppelganger uh, seemed pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, probably pretty good. Brian! Um, I went back to my my one and true faction of Outcast, and I picked up Parker, because I don't really have any guns at this point, and Parker's got some good guns, but also uh, his... His guns work really well when you're also able to throw really big things rapidly into your opponent because he can make them scheme for you. So mm-hmm. anything Nekama does, the Dead Rider, even Karai summons, you can throw him forward. And then Parker shoots things and he scheme, and they passively scheme for you. Also Mad Dog for, you know, anti-armor. That's that's good. Parker and Sandeep were the two this round where I was surprised they stayed. I mean, it, it took this long to get them out. But as I said before, upgrades and versatiles were slightly inflated right, like, and in importance. Your your upgrades and versatiles are generally going to be better than any master that's not pure S tier. And of Outcast, once levies off the table, the rest of the board, while some of them are like good, are not like super great. So, like, to me, it made sense that Zip and Parker went round five. Like, you know, that's roughly the correct timing, I think. Okay. I'd see that. Following that, DZ grabbed Asami. Eli took Arcanist Marcus. Arc Marcus. And then did a, did a pretty, did a pretty smart play here. Immediately turning around and grabbing Ulix so that he could bring Marcus into an Ulix crew, which sounds painful. DZ uh, took Dr. McMorning from me, which I was definitely going to grab this round, because I had a side thought of, hey, you know what would be really fun? McMorning and Brewmaster and Poison Gammon in the same crew, but that ended up not happening, sadly. Brian, would you? Would, this is this is the gremlin round. I went uh, Captain Zip, just because he, he seems really good. <laughs> um... And of the remaining Bayou Masters, I guess Somer was still in there, but Somer seems really complicated. And Zip just seems really good. Also, anything that gives me a easier way to get my first mate into your face, so all the ride with me is I figure just seemed good. So, Zip. Okay. Hey, here's a quick question, though. I, don't know, I, I already probably know the answer. If Zip didn't go in Outcast, would you rather have him in Outcast or have him in Bayou? Bayou, just because I don't really like... Once the raid is off the table, and I would have thought Somer would have gone earlier, but not realizing Summer was still on the table, <laughs> Zip, I think, is better in Bayou, just because that means I'm not taking one of the other Bayou masters who aren't necessarily the strongest. Okay, Roman. So, jumping on the uh, Bayou train here, I was sitting and I've been... I was honestly more 
considerate about which uh, Bayou pick I had than my Arcanist pick. Just because there are, I, I love the faction, but there are fewer of them that I am comfortable with and know what they can do where and how that would fit in with what I had. So I considered Brewmaster real hard because he is my boy and Zip was already picked. And honestly, even if Zip hadn't, I already had a good amount of, of mobility between Lucius's crew and Lucius, or excuse me, McCabe's crew and Lucius's crew's ability to have them do extra stuff. And, you know, Manos or something from Yanlo. Maybe he's good, I hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the more I realized, like, Brewie is a solid generalist, and his crew, really what they do is they stick around long enough to get work done. I already have that with Yanlo and with the extra healing from the Emissary and Outcasts. So I went with Ma to, to stop holding off and building suspense there because I realized I didn't have a ton of ranged options and Ma's crew really does just about everything. Uh, the only reason I don't own them yet is I, I just, her sculpt is boring to me. I really just want an alt Ma that is like cosplaying Lady J in actuality, as opposed to just doing what it looks like she does on her card. Anyway, so yeah, went with Ma for mostly guns, also just generally good stuff, and some further access to Arcane Reservoir via that uh, big brain Bryn dude. <laughs> oh, you know what you should do is you should actually just convert a Toto into a Ma sculpt. I already converted a Toto into uh, Nora from Ruby, though. I need another a Toto. Yes. Um, so you took what I was going to grab from... By you. That was 100%. Oh, I'm going to get Ma. I'm going to get Ma. I'm going to get Ma. Damn it, Roman. <laughs> because, honestly, it was mostly I wanted the Soulstone Miners. I really you know what? I, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted the Soulstone Miners because they're cheesy. Because they're cheesy. That's that's really it. She's got... Uh, does she bring any other... Is is the Pigapult hers? No, that's Wong's. Okay. I thought a pegapole was like dual f- keyword. It might be versatile on top of Wong. I'm going to quickly look that up. No, just wings, just whizbang and versatile. Okay. Damn it, Doug. Now you have me thinking about modding up a, a Lady J gremlin and it, it's, it's grabbing at me. I might oh, have to do that. Terrible. No, no, you, you get like old Atoto where he's smashing the ground. You don't even use the Atoto model. And you use the lightning bug from Wong that's like bouncing magic off the ground, and you just put like a spoon head at the end of the the beat stick and paint the, the gremlin lightning bug robes to be more like I'm in like a dingham gown. There you go. There, there's your better ma. Crap. Now I have to do this. You're welcome. Um, no, not not the pickpole. However, that would get me survivors, test subjects, and sparks. If for some mm. reason Ten Thunders May uh, got taken, so gonna go back to my second option in Gremlins. The only other person really bringing constructs of any kind is Brewmaster, and I don't have. Oh, sorry, a condition master yet. So let's go ahead and grab Brewy. And then we can get the, we can get, bring the golem home to Sandeep so he can bring a, you know, super golem crew. Why not? And the gammon. Yes, and the gammon. And 
more some more summoning <laughs> with uh, it's it, it's Cooper. Cooper's the one that summons. Yes. Yeah. Not the worst pick. Probably should get something that's ranged. I'm realizing looking at my draws, there's no ranged in any of my picks. Oops. You you have enough range for stand deep, honestly. Okay, fair. All right. So that was that was my brewmaster. That was my grab for Gremlins. Nick, what'd you get? Well, I got a little jealous of how quickly all these Bayou <laughs> keywords were going, just back to back to back, and so I just had to had to join the crew. So uh, what was left? Somer, Ophelia, and Wong. I uh, definitely did not want Wong. Somer is too complicated to run efficiently for me, which is part of the reason why I stayed away from Sandeep being an aura hog. Um, <laughs> so I decided, you know what, Ophelia, she's she's Perdita light. Or maybe that's too weak. I think she's short. I think she's doing short. She's doing better than the family is currently in the meta. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. We have a local player that wrecks me really hard every time uh, in any Killy scheme pool uh, with Ophelia, and she's just so good. Her upgrades that she can pass out uh, are phenomenal, uh, or that she gets. And uh, I'm happy that she was still available for Bayou uh, because her and. Captain Zip are about the only two that I, I know are familiar with enough to, to actually pilot, so seeing Ophelia available, I, I decided to lock her up. Alright. Top of, I mean, at the very end of round six, Nate grabbed Rasputina, followed up with Euripides for some shenanigans with Ice Pillars. I'm not sure how, I, th- I feel like Marcus into Ulix is a much more brutal combination than Raspy is into Euripides, but it's still probably strong. Just don't know that much about Euripides, honestly, to have an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. But if nothing else, he can make some really good snow cones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming down the list, round seven. Nick, what'd you grab? Well, I had three factions left to choose from: uh, Outcast, uh, Ten Thunders, which I, I kind of main right now, and Guild, which I, I I run second. So I was pretty comfortable with what was available in both of those other factions. So with Outcast. Um, my best pick there was going to be Jack Daw. Sheer volume of terrifying, the shenanigans he can come with. It was a no-brainer for me. And, and at this stage, it was who's best with what's left in, in each of the factions, because there's only a few masters and or a few keywords per, per faction that was left that I had available. So really, that, that's what it was about. Less familiar with the, the outcast and wanted to lock up the one I, I knew the best, and that was going to be Jack Daw. Strong pick. I honestly, I did my Rezzers pick because I'm not sure if I specified this as a rule or not. I'll have to go. Back, I could go back and look, but otherwise, I'll just I'll just spitball here instead of actually looking that up. That you need to actually draft from a faction before you can use your Red Joker in that faction. I really wanted Von Stuck, so giving away my round eight pick there. So I had. Not a ton to pick from left. I had Reva, Jackdaw, Molly, and Seamus. And I liked Molly the most out of all of those. She's I've got plenty of hitting. She's a little bit trickier. Got that definitely fair by your side with the curl again. Archie's not bad. You get the Rogue Necro, which is pretty good. Is it? Is it a construct? It was in second edition. I think it's just undead. No, nope, just is. undead. Undead beast. Okay. Still, not, not not the worst thing. Yeah, went with Molly, because she seemed just A-OK. I really liked the character, so I think that also kind of pushed me over the edge. 
grab Molly. Molly's great. Molly's bae. Um, and <laughs> yeah, not not the not the strongest reasoning behind that, but that was my round seven pick. Roman. So I was looking at needing to grab Arcanists, Guild, and uh, Outcast at this point. Of the four uh, Outcast Masters remaining at this point, three of them are the three that I own, and I didn't really care which one I got, so I was going to leave them till the end. Uh, Guild of the three left, I four left, I guess. I would have pref- I wanted to get Sonya, but it wasn't enough of a, a push to really make me go, yes, I need to pick her now. Because at this point, I had a lot of good masters that I, I didn't feel like I needed a really good guild pick, per se. Mm-hmm. So I went with Karis in Arcanists, because after Colette, she, who'd already been picked, she's probably my, my second go-to. She's pretty versatile. I like the crew. Uh, I would have gone raspy on this one, but Nate, being Nate, was on the same wavelength as me and took that control option away from me. So I went and turned up the heat instead. Now, I realize they did this specifically for the two master combinations, but it still baffles me that Karis went after Arcanist Marcus and Rasputana. But, I mean, hey, this is the interesting thing about the draft. You get the weird combinations. Yeah, and also neither of the the people that went with those picks are familiar with Karis. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't made them familiar with Karis, Roma. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. They're not familiar with running. Okay, fair. Anything else? <laughs> no, just fire, fire, fire. Brian, I was looking at it. I'm like, you know what? This this would be a good time to slide in and pick up that Mr. McCabe. Red Joker, first uh, Red Joker of the draft. Yeah, uh, because McCabe's, as we've been discussing this entire time, is just, like, really good. And I have access to a ton of just really strong minions that would benefit from being given a lightsaber. So you have Nephilim, you have any of the summons from Cry, primarily the Gorio. Like, right there, that synergizes is just so well. So, and it's he's generically good. So you're adding the good to the gooder and making it the goodest. It's going to be good. Every time you come on the show, Brian, you just utterly astound me with your magnificent grandma. I I am truly the wisest of them all. It's very impressive. I know. All right, DZ grabbed Victoria's. Eli grabbed Terra, so I think all of, like, the outcasts are now locked out. Who Who is locked out at this point? That by uh, you. chose Von Schill for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 no, you chose Von Schill for you. Oh, that's fair. But, I mean locked out as in there's only two left and one person to draft from that so they can take their time. Oh, I think yeah. The first, yeah, the first lockout was like, um, I think it was... Bayou, Bayou the Neverborn. Bayou the Neverborn, the Nowcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Terra for Eli, coming back around to Jacob Lynch from Ten Thunders, also for Eli. Kind of surprised by this pick, but, like, I just find it hilarious that we thought he was so good at the start of third edition, and he's kind of dropped off. I, I think it's Lynch is still really good. It's just that. In the scale of Ten Thunders, he's trash. <laughs> Compared to, like, your McCabe, your Yan Lo, your yada 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 yada. 
Put him most anywhere else, he's going to be, like, top four easily. He just gets outclassed by the other shit in the faction. I don't even know that it's outclassed. I think it's that he needs a little more subtlety in playing him to get the most out of him. Whereas the other ones, it's, yeah, this is good, true. I will put it on the table, click, win. Right. Mm -hmm. to, to a more extent. Like, nothing in Malifaux is quite drop it and win, but... I mean, pre-Nershenlon. <laughs> Fair. I think Brian can attest to that. Hey, man, I've I've totally only never won against Shenlong in the like nine games I've played against it. That like, game, where that you know that I want to say it was like November of last year, where you aged like ten years in the span hey, of two oh, hours. Hey, it I only had a fucking totem kill like a nine health Parker in a single activation. It was totally, totally fair. Yeah, that's that's real healthy. Oof. Yeah, big oof. But, you know, there okay. are worse things. After Lynch, first pick in round eight was Crid by DZ, and then Brian with his Arcanist pick. Yeah, so this was one where I'm like, yeah, I'll just kind of take whatever. Mayfang is cool, because rail walking's cool, I'll take Mayfang. Has some good minions there. Bombs in your belly is kind of funny to, like, <laughs> do do stuff with, so I was just like, yeah, I'll take it. See I'm, what happens. I'm surprised because this is actually another dead dead one where you could have picked it in round nine because there was no one else I could grab. Well, both um, Arcanists and Ten Thunders at this point were pretty much... Oh no, you had you had Shenlong and Mei Fang go after you picked Arcanist Mei Fang. Oh, Shenlong... Duh... Oh, I guess, yeah, Shenlong was still on the table, wasn't she? Or he, I should say. Yeah, I don't know, it was one I was like, oh, I'll take my thing, it's fine. Okay, that's fair. Um, Roman! You, you guys more, got anything more, Brian? No, no, that's that's it. Okay. So, with my my momentary dream of having both of the, the fire ladies on the same faction dashed with, uh, with DZ's pick of Sonya... I went with my backup idea of I would play my Red Joker after the first Red Joker was played, and I still didn't have a summoner. So I Red Joker Dreamer in for my second uh, Neverborn Master that way. Solid. Good pick. Very solid pick. Yeah, and another way to... You're getting a bunch of different versatile things out of there. You're getting uh, the side pick of uh, Serena for all of her nonsense goodness. You're getting a bunch of two-inch melees with min three damage. You're getting ranged attacks that can target defense or willpower and ignore armor. So, yeah, I'll take that any day. <laughs> All right. Well, I told you what I grabbed last time. I finally grabbed Von Stuck, which just rounded out all the really cool construct stuff I wanted to get. So, finally had him. Also, side benefit, I get a gravity well, which I think is just so good. And since yeah. I was, since I locked myself out of grabbing Von Schill, Von Stuck was my only other chance. Really glad I got him. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So I had two factions left, uh, Ten Thunders and, and uh, Guild. With what was left, I felt comfortable in either or, so I, I went ahead and just picked up uh, Shenlong. Post Arata, he's still decent. Oh, we God, played yeah. both aggro or uh, support and uh, does well at both. So 
I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with uh, picking him up in uh, round eight, to be honest. So, Shen Long. That's good. Also, like, uh, Nate already picked his Ten Thunders and Guild. Guild, yeah. Yeah, so I had back-to-back uh, first dibs, or next choice on both those. Yep. So Nate grabbed Riva out of the remainder of the Rezzers, leaving Eli to pick between Jack on Seamus, and then played his Red Joker to grab Karis. I guess he was going for, the, again, the, du- the dual master based around a mechanic, so Riva and Karis combined is probably pretty good. Um, yeah, and, and between, going back to our previous mention of, between he and Eli, he's definitely seen more of my, my scary Karis plays, though I think the last one I really pulled on him was last edition, but yeah. I'm, I'm a bit surprised, Fire. like, Karis is good, but I sort of feel like there was other really, really good stuff still out there that you could read Joker, but if he's dedicated to the the double master shenanigans. That's that's fine. I know DZ mostly went for uh, for masters he was comfortable with. <coughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so Nate going for for thematic things is surprising. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting crap for picking Sandeep over Ironsides. And <sighs> it's because you're a podcast personality, Doug. You're you know you're the face of a community, so of course you get crap for it. Meanwhile, I'm over here hiding behind Doug going, would he make fun of me for not picking? Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> Gotta put the sacrificial lamb up in front of you. Okay, fair. That's like podcasting 101, right? Yeah. All right. Why do you think Kyle brought me on, you know? I'm going to refrain from answering that question. Um, <laughs> hey, Nick, what was your round nine pick? Round nine. What was left in guild was Nelly, Base, Basse, whatever, however you pronounce it, and Bass, Perdita. Like the fish. Like the fish. I knew it. And I already had a uh, Perdita-ish uh, crew, uh, so I wasn't interested there. Bass, uh, not really that interested. I didn't think that either of those two would synergize with my crew. Nelly, in what she brings, can buy, kind of be self-sufficient in her own keyword and maybe some shenanigans with some of the other crews, but uh, for the most part, I think she was the better pick here, so I went with Nellie Cochran in round nine. Nice. Nice. I had ten thunders, and for versatility's sake, I, the smart pick probably should have been Yoko, but I didn't. So I grabbed Mayfang, because she was still out there, just to com- complete like all of the Construct Masters I could grab. Uh, felt good. Might not be the smartest tactical pick, but it's nice that I really fit the theme, I think, pretty well. That was my only reason. At that point, I had my round 10 kind of left over with no, like, competition. So, yeah, I had gotten mostly everything I had at that point. Roman, round 9. So, I was down to guild and outcasts. Uh, Outcasts at this point, I, I was down to a few that, again, I was good either way. And I was down to my choice of a bit of shooting and terrain and healing things from Bass, or shooting and whatever else it is they're currently doing from Perdita and family. So I went with Bass, uh, just because it seemed like you had more utility there. But again, at this point, most of what I was picking was like, this is going to be some corner case extra versatility in the faction. Most of what I see myself running is in my first 
four master picks with any regularity. Yeah. Okay, Brian, round nine. Um, I went Yoko because I've I've always felt she was like kind of good, or at least she does cool stuff. And then that coupled with the dead rider like everyone kind of complains that she doesn't have enough damage output or she doesn't like she controls but she can't kill things so i'm like well there's a dead rider on the table with her so she's probably going to be fine also kabukis yes uh kabuki warriors are minions so i could give them swords and i think they're only size two so i can ride with me them you know up yep. uh yeah so they're just like yeah. seems good Brian, I, I have to say, well, I'll, I'll comment on round 10 pick when you get there, because you have a nice little synergy with Kabuki. Oh, really? A terrifying Kabuki warrior with distraction oh, yeah. aura? That seems okay. Oh, God. Right, but okay. He just stumbled into that. Yeah, no. <laughs> what, what do you think I run double Kabukis in a in a 10 Thunder Yen low list? Uh, yeah. With uh, Yen. <laughs> oh, so anyway, sorry. <laughs> I can't be mad at you. <laughs> DZ used his red joker to grab Lucius from the Neverborn. Then Eli took Jackdaw, and then round 10 used his red joker for Neverborn Zoraida. DZ finished out round 10 with the Bayou Versatiles, because that's what he could pick from. Brian uh, was forced to take <laughs> outcast upgrades. And suddenly was they had a really, really great minion to use them with. Yeah. I mean, like, holistically, the out, the outcast upgrades are are still not that good. Like, Servant of Darker Powers is always going to be useful because you get that extra six inches on, like, say, Nekama, which, you know, is probably beneficial in some capacity. But yeah. Lady J. Uh, or Lady J, correct, yeah. Either mm, one, uh, which is not not too shabby. I would imagine. So, you know, like, I, I was feeling all right with it. No no real massive complaints yet. Yes, the game's over at this point. Well, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I did all right. Yeah. Rowan. So at this point, I was down to my outcast pick between either Von Schill or Hamlin. And while I like Hamlin... He he's pretty insular. He doesn't he he plays his own stuff. He doesn't really add outside of his own crew. It's all super internally synergistic. Whereas Von Schill, I get the other gravity well, uh, more shooting, and without thinking of it, grab the other or another uh, upgrade master along with <laughs> Hannah. And I haven't super looked at the nonsense that can be pulled there, but I imagine. Hannah pulling from the various other picks I've had is gonna get silly what for her mean? bonus action. What do you mean? Oh god, I forgot about that. It, it's <laughs> Frycore only. It won't. Oh work. crap! Okay, never mind. There, there's a reason, like it's not that used that incredibly often. It's only the it's only Frycore models. I mean, if nothing else, I'm I'm bringing her and a librarian, and I have double Healy things for right. whatever else I'm bringing. I'll take it. It's good, but it doesn't it do, it doesn't allow you the the flexibility that one would hope sometimes. That's eh, fine. I had my Neverborn pick to go through, and either had Marcus or Pandora, and while Marcus might have been a better like cover my bases 
pick because I didn't have a lot of speed. Pandora is just much more obnoxious. And went with Pandora because candy is probably going to be good in just about any crew. <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't even think about that until we got on the recording tonight, and I'm just like, if I could take Candy and a Brewmaster crew, or a Molly crew, or, <laughs> oh god, really any of these, but like those two especially just jump out at me. I'm like, oh god, I would lose all of my friends, all three of them. Friends are overrated, right? <laughs> okay, Nick. Alright, so I decided to use my Red Joker, because, well, I had to. Um, with what was uh, not already picked, which I, I wanted Lucas McCabe. Uh, that was my fallback, and that got taken in round seven. So Asami is just so good in, in GG1, and I needed a, a, a good summoner, and Dreamer was taken, and I just I, I, I really like Asami, and uh, I know her well enough to, to uh, pilot her well, and uh, some of her hires... Jorogumos are fantastic. Amanazako being able to, uh, as a bonus, obey a master to do some shenanigans is pretty fantastic. And there's just some some gimmicky shit that can happen. So I'm excited to see what uh, Asami can do in this uh, in this crew. Gimmicky shit. And the right. last pick of round ten, Summerteeth Jones goes to Nate. I am astounded. Flabbergasted it took to the last pick for Summer to go. Yeah, that, that is a little surprising. I, I'm I'm surprised no one else grabbed him just to keep Nate from having him, but yeah. Summer is uh, complicated enough that I'm not terribly surprised that no one else grabbed him to use him. Fair. I mean, yeah, fair. Like, I would have grabbed him with the same reasoning, I would have, I grabbed Sandeep, if not for Brewmaster having more construct, having constructs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was it. Go ahead and go down the list. Actually, I'm going to quickly go over Seamus. Seamus, S-H-A-M-E dash U-S, is our honorary eighth player who got all the crap no one wanted. So he got Wong from the Bayou, Perdita from the Guild, Marcus from the Neverborn. <clears throat> Tony Ironsides from the Arcanists. <laughs> Misaki from the Ten Thunders. Also from the Ten Thunders, Yoko, because they need an eighth, so I went ahead and grabbed the model picked from the last faction to die. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hamelin from the Outcast. Seamus, go figure. From the Rezzers, the Bayou Versatiles, and the Outcast Upgrades. Which is something. That is a collection of models. That is, yes. Goodness. They um, are indeed models that could go on the table. Could, I guess. What, what, one sec. There was something I'm trying to remember from the last. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is some good stuff in there, like having Gracie with Marcus... Yeah, not nothing. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to try and come up with strategies for this poor man to pick from. Tell us in the comments some good shit that they managed to get a hold of. Besides Ironsides, obviously. So what you name your... Misaki's not bad. She's just, again, overshadowed by the super good. (laughs) Yeah, I went there. You did go there. Good job. Mm -hmm. 
So go ahead and go over your faction name and some of the cool shit you got or some of the cool strategies you've managed to come up with. Um, starting at the top, Nick. Well, I decided to call my faction the Dirty Mofos. It really, a, a lot of my masters, or a lot of keywords that are that are in this faction are pretty self-sufficient in keyword um, with some unique interactions with each other. But uh, overall, I, I feel like I got a lot of uh, top-tier keywords in each of the factions and, and happy with my choices. Anything specific you can think of? Cool. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff with the Neverborn upgrades going into Stuck or, or even into uh, Asami, having some some big beefy models being able to charge through and, and get some uh, Blade Rush damage uh, is going to be, uh, and also charge while engaged is, is going to be pretty good. And then having those ill omens really helps with activation control and or initiative, uh, winning initiative. So I think I can run Elite in just about every one of these crews uh, while still being able to scheme. So yeah, that, that's really about it. I forgot Merc Territory was on 12 cups of coffee. Cool. Um, yep. You can go. You can hear my more in-depth thing, but I went with Ampersand and Friends because not all of the factions had really good Construct Masters, so that's where the Amp Friends thing came in. But yeah, mostly just robots. Lots and lots of robots. Also, a surprising amount of, like, almost all of the non-Master summoning models in the game Huh, I didn't think about that. I think the only one I missed was Monaco and another. But yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of like Toshiro. Ham uh some of Hamlin's guys, maybe. I think that was I think that was Benny. Yeah. Yeah, Benny. Okay. But yeah, a what good amount was? of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So plenty of shit to do with dropping scrap and then abusing that scrap. Okay, Roman. So, looking over, after we got done with this, looking over what I ended up with, I realized I just had a lot of versatile, not in the, the sense of can be taken in a keyword, although I ended up with a decent number of, of good picks for there. But I also ended up with just a lot of versatile, can do a lot of different stuff, mobile and tanky models. So I can, I feel pretty confident I can do most stuff pretty well. And I went with the name Doomsday Preppers, because that's really what you want to do if you're prepping for Doomsday, whether it be caused by tyrants or what have you. I really feel like the, the competitively were we to play this, like I would just be bringing Jan Lowe and McCabe the majority of the time, and Dreamer, of course, because all three of those are just really good, peppering in some, some outcast versatiles uh, and Rezzer upgrades as needed. But I also, I, I really enjoy the idea of bringing in some of the weird master combinations I have here. Just the, the visibility of, hey, I brought Dreamer. By the way, I have Von Schill here. <laughs> like, bazookas to, to Alps. That sounds funny. <laughs> or Lucius just showing up and being like, yes, you over there, the, the, the gremlin hillbilly thief gang, go shoot those people. <laughs> There's just a lot of good good narrative hilarity happening here. Child's, good. child's making noise. All right, Brian. Um, so I went with the Malafails, because puns, sort of. I thought it was funny. It works. I'm it is funny. funny. I'm, a, I'm a funny and clever boy. You are a very um, funny and clever boy. No, I, I mostly just went with like things that are 
like I felt were generically good and then put them together. Uh, the big ones being the dead rider comboing with anything that wants to get up the board fast. Uh, and then McCabe, there's a bunch of really good minions available to me. So just bringing those in, uh, I think looking at the various board I have, there's a lot of very fast models between Nekama, the dead rider, Lone Marshall out of Lady J. Parker is just fast because the keyword gives out fast all the time. So just like a hyper mobile crew, which I think has a lot of um, flexibility to to play around with. So. All right, awesome. I think that's that's pretty good. I think that's a pretty decent recording. Um, all you out there, if you want to see us attempt to play a game or two of these horrific, horrific factions then let us know as loud as possible and then i'll try to you know scrounge these guys up for absolute nonsense but i think that's good thank you for coming on nick westbrook oh it's my pleasure thank you yeah. for the opportunity and thank you roman as usual yeah, you're welcome I, I enjoyed just seeing how many upgrades i can just cram into one faction <laughs> <laughs> Just bring, like, a 50-card side deck to your... Like, how many Upgrade Masters do you have? I have I have McCabe and Von Schiff. Jan Lowe has his own... Not just his extra stuff he attaches every every turn, but also the Reliquaries. Regular Rezzer upgrades. And again, the Emissary I ended up with hands out more upgrades. <laughs> I'm gonna have more upgrades in most crews than actual models. You should, you should count up, like, if you brought all those models into one game, how many cards you'd have sitting on yeah. the side oh, of the Oh, and, and, and Dreamer uh, summoning upgrades, for what that's worth. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Technically counts. And thanks for finding time to join us, Brian. Oh, yes, of course. It's happy to be here. Yeah, it was great. I had a lot of fun, even though it ended up not being a Saturday evening and more of a Sunday all day kind of thing. Yeah, schedules are hard for 30,000 people trying to get get it all crammed together, but it worked out. It was yeah, good. it made it work. It was fun. All right, and thank you for listening, listener. Have a good night, and as I always say, fun is always king. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Cheers. songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.